Welcome to the thrivingat60.com podcast, the number one motivational show on the planet. No more sour days for you. It's time to make lemons into lemonade every day. This is a podcast where we help you thrive, not just survive. We help you accept who you are, not where you are, by discovering and inquiring into how to turn lemons into lemonade. Are you ready for the roller coaster ride of a lifetime? Tired of feeling let down? Tired of the lemons life keeps handing you? We can help you make every day a lemonade day. It's time to put those lemons in a blender. Let's go on an amazing and exciting, unpredictable journey of discovery. We know champions sit in the front seat, so make sure your seatbelt is fast and tight. One, two, three, let's go. When you have an attitude of gratitude, people just want to hang with you. Introducing the woman who believes ordinary stands for extraordinary, the host of Thriving at 60, Wendy B. Welcome. This is Wendy B and I'm a life coach. And I started this podcast because I believe ordinary people become extraordinary people. What makes them extraordinary is sometimes the adversity they have lived through and who they've become regardless of those circumstances. Sometimes it's the little acts of kindness. They bestow on people one act of kindness at a time. I believe that most of us have the ability to thrive, not just survive. My intention is to cause curiosity, excitement, to thought provoke, to cause people to alter their thinking. Alter their thinking in a way that would not have altered otherwise, and living from that possible altered view, create a new future for oneself, a new future that wasn't going to happen if you didn't alter or question your old views. This could cause unpredictable results that could make a permanent difference in in your life and in the lives of others around you. I want to motivate and help people of all ages, particularly women, 50 to 110, fulfill their dreams. I want people to experience being excited about their life. Are you excited? This podcast is to inspire and motivate you right now for you to take action today on your purpose, your dreams. Maybe some of you don't know your purpose or your dreams, or you're resigned they could never happen. Regardless of age, regardless of your circumstances, I will motivate and inspire you one step at a time to turn lemons into lemonade. It's never too late to start. Would you like freedom and power regardless of what life throws at you? It's easy to live life when life is working, but true power, true freedom is having freedom and power when our circumstances are ugh. This podcast is about when you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? So life isn't just about surviving. What does it take to thrive emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially? So this podcast is an inquiry into what's thriving. And I've, I've mentioned numerous times that I am a member of Al-Anon. I've been a member of Al-Anon for almost 30 years. You know, growing up in foster homes and in and out of foster homes and in an alcoholic uh, environment, you learn unacceptable behavior and you don't even know it's unacceptable. And so we were um, having an Al-Anon meeting yesterday and it was on unacceptable behavior. And it's interesting because what I saw was no one can really tell another what's unacceptable. It's different for everybody. And I'm I'm just going to read something from uh, Courage to Change in September 23rd, uh, page 267. It says, one of my character defects is to respond in kind to behavior that is directed at me, to react to insults with more insults, to rudeness with rudeness. I never thought to act any other way until I began traveling to work with a longtime member of Alnon. Each day, 
When my friend would stop to buy the morning paper, the person behind the counter was surly and hostile. No matter how rudely she was treated, my friend consistently behaved with courtesy. I was outraged. Doesn't Alanon tell us we ha we don't have to accept unacceptable behavior? Finally, I asked her about it. She told me that since this is the only newsstand around, she would rather detach from the behavior than do without her morning paper. She explained that she is powerless over other people's attitudes, but she doesn't have to permit them to goad her into lowering her own standards for herself. To the best of her ability, she chooses to treat everyone she meets with courtesy. Other people are free to make whatever choices they prefer. And then the reminder in the book is, Today I will let it begin with me. I do not have to accept unacceptable behavior. I can begin by refusing to accept it from myself. I can choose to behave courteously and with dignity. My freedom and independence do not depend on any acts of defiance or confrontation. They depend on my own attitudes and feelings. If I am always reacting, then I am never free. And, you know, that really hit home to me because in our home, uh, there was a lots of jealousy, sibling rivalry. Probably was in the foster homes, but with my father, um, you know, he favored my, uh, in my view, he favored my older sister and my twin brother. And there was only three of us in the home. So I always ended up getting into trouble for something either my brother did or... And my sister could be pretty harsh. I frequently can remember being beat up and put down by her. And that's just what it's like in a, uh, frequently in an alcoholic home. Yet, if anybody picked on any of us, we'd defend each other. But um, it wasn't pleasant amongst us. And I learned in my relationships with men, you know, when I, well, I learned it early with my dad. You know, he'd call me a a whore and a slut, and I was no good. I was just like my GD mom, and I didn't even know my mom. So I would respond back with my hands on my hips. I'm not a bastard. You were married to my mom when I was born. I'm not a whore. I haven't slept with a man. And so I learned at an early age to, to react to insults. And it wasn't until, you know, I, I, I've been married more than once, but it, it took me being in landmark and Al-Anon and listening to other people to really learn how to behave and even today like I was probably in my 40s before I learned boundaries healthy boundaries I mean you're a, a small tyke and you're being sexually abused and physically abused and verbally abused and moved around from home to home I'm not using that as an excuse but that was my reality is I had no idea I I was so needy I would get in people's faces. And I have to watch that today that I don't get too close to people. I, I don't stand in their face and take over their space. Not like I'm trying to, but it's just like I get really intense and passionate and express myself. It was interesting when I was away on holidays with my uh, girlfriend. I think she comes from an alcoholic background and she could be quite rude. And a lot of times I ignored it because I got she doesn't see it. And Twice I reacted uh, to her, to her unacceptable behavior. But to today, you know, even right after, what's neat is with the tools that I have is even right after the next morning, after we had a big blowout the night before, and she had threatened not to pay her, you know, the charge card, her part of the charge card, I was able to let everything go. 
Um, and I chose to have a good holiday, regardless of her behavior. I chose to separate myself, and I actually had a good holiday. And I know that if I hadn't have, um, had the tools of Al-Anon and the tools of Landmark, I couldn't have let go. I, I just got so clear that she couldn't own her part in any way. She had to be a victim of everything, and she could own nothing. And I, and I had to own my part and then let everything else go. I had to focus on me and not her and how I'm being. That gave me freedom and power. And I, I couldn't have had it. That was a few years ago. I probably couldn't have had a good holiday, but I could. She could choose her behavior, but I could also choose mine. Today, I'm learning, and it's taken me years to s start surrounding myself with people who love and adore me and appreciate me. And if I don't have people... Uh, around me that aren't respectful, what what's the payoff? What do I get to be right about? Uh, can, am I creating drama or am I being right that I'm not worthy to have uh, love in my life? I just have to look at that because if I if there's a pattern and I and I'm noticing there's a pattern and it's taken me this long to see that certain people in my life are, treat me really really well and then other people don't. When they don't. There's a cost to me, but there's also a payoff. And as long as I uh, hold on to them and allow them to be in my life the way they are, I get to be right that I'm not worthy of some, some, something there about I'm not worthy. And I'm not willing anymore. So I'm inviting you to look at your life. You know, you may not come from an alcoholic background, but your parents might not be alcoholics, but they might have been raised by, there might have been active alcoholism in their background or their parents' background. And so I'm inviting you to look at what is unacceptable and what is not only what is not acceptable from others, but look at your own unacceptable behavior because we talked about that in the meeting. So in closing, we're exploring how to thrive whether we are 10 or 110 and beyond. And where are you being? Where are your actions? Or where are you justifying your behavior? Like even if someone's being rude, where are you justifying it? And if you were able to act from your values and your commitment, what would become available for you? What question you should look at is what are you committed to? And start taking new actions from that commitment and that view. And if there's unacceptable behavior around you, uh, what are your habitual patterns that have you not thrive? A question to ask yourself is what are you getting out of this? What's the payoff? What's the cost? Sometimes we don't, we can love people and that their behavior is the way it is and we can love them and, and just spend short periods of time with them. Or other times, we don't have to spend any time with them. I know this uh, fellow John Asraf talks about his mum, her unacceptable behavior, and he just lets it go because it, it's a mental illness and she doesn't have any control over it. So he chooses to be loving with her regardless. So what areas in your life do you want to be? What areas do you want to change in yourself and, and have more acceptable behavior? When you look at your behavior, what is unacceptable? What are you still doing that's unacceptable? Well, what did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast and rate it a number five. What topics would you like to hear me talk on? And I'm going to continue talking on unacceptable behavior for the next three or four podcasts. 
When you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? With an attitude of gratitude, you can make lemonade. I'd love to hear from you. Who would like a complimentary 15-minute coaching session? I want to call you personally and hear about your dreams and your goals. I'll give you one amazing tip that will help you out. I will call people who let me know they left a five-star rating for this podcast and provide their username on iTunes or Google+. Plus or whatever provider is the same as my provider. Just hit the button, subscribe to my podcast, and rate it a number five. Thanks for listening. Keep thriving. Thank you for listening to thrivingat60.com with Wendy B. What did you like best about the podcast? Email wendyb at thrivingat60.com. Keep up on the latest by subscribing to the podcast. Also, drop by the website and rate the show. Turn lemons into lemonade at thrivingat60.com.